Okay, hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and this will be the uh, last part of our sessions on the kidneys, and uh, it's a great way to start the new year. And this will be in CT urography, and I mentioned uh, previously about techniques have gotten simpler, and let me give you our technique. We give about 1,000 cc's of water around 20 minutes prior to the study. So now you have a large bolus of fluid in the patient, and then we'll inject between 100 and 120 cc's of contrast at 3 to 4 cc's a second using Omni 350. And then, of course, we typically are going to get early phase imaging. I don't only do, uh, you know, delayed phase. Some people get delayed phase only at five to eight minutes. But uh, what we like to do is, we know, we'll typically do, depending on the situation, arterial phase, maybe venous phase. But let's just focus on this excretory phase or CT urography. Delay times will vary between institutions. Now, we know sometimes the kidney is obstructed. And you surely, you know, you can wait 20 minutes and it's not going to show contrast excretion and show good visualization of the ureters. We like about a five-minute delay. Four to five minutes works very nicely. If you wait much longer than that, then the contrast gets very dense in the calyces and gives you artifact. And you do lose detail, and that becomes particularly important on 3D imaging. The only time I'll wait longer typically, and I'll wait eight minutes, is in cases with UPJ obstruction where I want to let things distend a bit better. Occasionally, we will get delayed scans, but that indeed, beyond that eight minutes, but that indeed is very infrequent. What we're doing is we're using the best detectors we have, thinnest collimation, and so we're getting a volume data set with isotropic resolution, and then we'll look at things ranging from the axial planes to coronals or obliques to 3D volume rendered images. A number of articles in the subject, here's one from Satomi uh, at Hopkins, uh, Excretory phase CT with oral hydration will pacify the calyx infundibulum completely in 57% of cases, nearly completely in 38%, which means 95% of the time we got great cases. Renal pelvis, 95% approximately. So um, very, very high numbers using this protocol. And here's some examples. Very nice visualization. Now, one trick I will say that works nicely is while you're waiting for the patient to reach five minutes, about a minute before that, let's say four minutes, rotate the patient around on the scanner table so the contrast gets uh, within any of the urine, within the pelvis and collecting systems. And that's particularly important if you have any dilated pelvis or collecting systems. Very nice visualization there, and this is volume rendering. And what you can do with volume rendering is change the lookup table, so now I have a transparency view. Again, very nice for looking at polyps, you can see very nicely looking at the ureter. So two techniques we indeed use. Let's look at some norm abnormals rather than normals. And here's a case, non-contrast, uh, calculi, lower pole, left kidney, scarring both kidneys, but especially the lower pole on the left. And here it is, early phase imaging, good cortical medullary differentiation in the areas beyond that lower pole on the left. And here it is, uh, going from the non-contrast, to the CT urogram, very nicely showing you the, the stones, showing you the contrast, the dilated calyces, the cortical scarring, and the remaining normal kidney. Another example, dilated renal pelvis and collecting systems, and this is to show you a point. Look at the left kidney, calyces, ureter, nicely shown. Right kidney, the calyces are dilated. Maybe it's a UPJ, maybe a central obstruction for another reason. but when you look at this, you figure that the whole renal pelvis on the right is being distended. 
But look what happens when you look at the axial imaging. You can see there's a fluid-fluid level because you're not getting total opacification. This is the case where you need to roll the patient over because you could potentially overlook a lesion if you were looking at the 3D, for example, by not really recognizing there could be a lesion in the front of the renal pelvis. And here it is just cutting just anteriorly. Look how you can see that pelvis being dilated, the calyces being dilated, but there's no contrast present. So again, uh, a very helpful pointer. Other examples, chronic pyelonephritis, left kidney is small, dilated pelvis collecting system, right kidney shows scarring on early phase imaging, and here it is on the delayed phase, very nicely showing you the blunting of the calyces, very nice CT urographic appearance and a coronal display. Nice example in this case, what's going on in the upper pole of the left kidney, dilated calyces. Um, well, you begin to look very carefully and you see immediately, look at that dilated ureter. Here's another example. That's that upper pole again. And here it is in 3D. So really what you're looking at is an obstructed upper pole. And when you look more carefully, what you have is a dilated ureter. You see the ureter. And this is the point I made that even if you're not excreting contrast, Urine is a great contrast agent, particularly on the coronal display. You can easily see the ureter and look for transitions. And in this case, what you had was a duplicated upper pole with an ectopic uh, location of the ureter. You can see it's coming right in center rather than to the left of midline. And again, here's just a few more views of that. Just a beautiful example of a duplicated upper pole, dilated calyx, and ectopic location of the ureter, very nicely shown in that example. And here's another case just to make the point about obstruction, and here's, look at the patient's left kidney, see the ureter very nicely, right kidney, ureter's dilated, it's fluid filled, urine filled that is, and you can see the transition distally, and that was a small transitional cell carcinoma. So again, 3D and 2D really allow you to use urine as a very good contrast agent. So. I look at it kind of like looking at small bowel. You don't need positive contrast. If there's bowel obstruction, there's fluid in the bowel. You look for transitions. The same thing is true in looking at the kidney. And here's just uh, that same case. Let's retarget it. Dilated right renal pelvis, dilated ureter, tracks down to an area of enhancement. There's an absolute zone of transition. Here it is in a few other perspectives. You can see it's enhancing. That's a transitional cell carcinoma. Look how easy it would be to miss that if you were looking only at the axial view. You see it's a very subtle transition. You should be able to see it, but in the 3D display, it's much easier. As long as I mentioned transitional cell, let me just make a few comments. Clinical presentation typically is hematuria. It's up to about 10% of renal neoplasms. It's often multifocal. can involve one kidney, both kidneys, the ureter, the bladder typically an older population. Uh, males are more common than females in terms of involvement. It's also more common in smokers. There's increased incidence in certain patient populations, patients with analgesic abuse, patients with exposure to chemical carcinogens, patients who've had cyclophosphamide therapy, and patients been reported with heavy caffeine consumption. Now, when transitional cell carcinomas are large, they can look very similar to a hypovascular renal cell carcinoma. They can look like lymphoma, which is typically hypovascular, or even metastasis. Occasionally, they look like XGP, though XGP, 
you do have that staghorn calculus which makes life a little bit easier in terms of diagnosis. There have been a few articles. Here was one article on TCC. The emergencing technique of CT urography allows detection of urinary tract tumors and calculi, assessment of perirenal tissues and staging of lesions. It may offer the opportunity for one-stop evaluation in the initial assessment of hematuria and follow-up of TCC. And the authors also make the point that in the future, CT urography will likely become the definitive radiologic study for diagnosis and follow-up in patients with TCC. And that was 2005, and I think 2008, the time has definitely come. So it's something that really we can do well. And let me show you examples. Look at the left kidney early phase imaging. You should see something infiltrating the lower pole calyces on the left. So early phase imaging will still typically show you the tumor, but notice it's hypovascular. And here it is coronal display or 3D volume rendering. And here it is on excretory phase. Notice the lower pole calyx on the left is amputated. You see the soft tissue mass present. Here it is on axial view, and here it is again on the 3D view. But you can see how easy it is to see on any of those phases, but easier to see in the 3D display. Another example, infiltrating tumor mid to lower pole of the left kidney. Could this be a renal cell? Indeed, it possibly could. Could be a hypovascular renal cell carcinoma, and I'm showing it to you in a few different perspectives. It does involve, even on this early phase imaging, uh, the medulla and cortex, and probably involves the calyces, but it's really the excretory phase that allows you to be very specific because in excretory phase, you see the infiltration of the lower pole calyces on the left. You really see the destruction of the calyces, classic transitional cell, and oh, by the way, this patient already had a cystectomy with an ileal loop for a transitional cell carcinoma of the bladder. So it all makes sense, and let me show you a few more pictures, a few more images of that. Infiltrating tumor, pelvis, lower pole calyces, distortion, destruction, just a very nice example. Another case, look at the upper pole on the right. There's a mass there, early phase imaging, there's a tumor, it's a malignancy. That's not the question. The question is what kind of malignancy? Transitional cell, lymphoma maybe, hypovascular renal cell, axial views, show you the mass well but don't really add a whole lot. Here it is in 3D. You see the displaying of the vessels, but you don't see any neovascularity. Coronal display. You begin to appreciate a little bit more that it's really sitting in the pelvis, not so much the kidney, and that shows very nicely on the excretory phase images. Now on the CT urogram, that's definitely a tumor in the right renal pelvis, upper portion, there's distortion, there's involvement and that's gonna be a classic transitional cell carcinoma. So you can see that very nicely, and I'll show you that images in a few different perspectives. I want you to get a feel of understanding how nicely you can see the tumors. Again, you should see and localize and detect the tumor early, but it's best seen on the excretory phase imaging. And yes, with small transitional cells, you indeed will miss them if you don't do late phase imaging. In terms of looking at accuracy, the best article I've seen is this article from the Michigan group. Uh, MDCT urography is a promising technique. The static 3D reconstructions are insufficient for visualization. And in this article, they made that conclusion because um, they missed about a third of cases on the 3Ds alone. Now, I would always say you shouldn't look at the 3Ds alone. So that's, in a, in a sense, not a surprise. 
But in this case, the issue was that the images were generated by technologists, and I'm sure they have terrific technologists in Michigan, but again, technologists have somewhat limited experience. If you're gonna do 3D reconstructions to look for transitional cell, you better be doing the 3D imaging yourself. Again, I've said this before in many lectures, if someone else does the imaging for you, you will see what they see, you will only see what they saw, and you can miss things. And this article is a great example because of the nine cases that were missed, six were found when they went back and retrospectively looked at the data themselves. So concluding then, I think Roger Staubach said it best when he spoke about the kidneys, maybe it was the Dallas Cowboys. It takes a lot of unspectacular preparation to get spectacular results. Um, there's no doubt that the classic applications of CT and the detection of tumors and inflammatory disease are now part of the routine clinical care in our hospitals, whether it's the ER, whether it's the outpatient clinic, and the expanding use of CT data and post-processing will have an ever-increasing role in imaging the urinary tract. It will optimize patient care. It will optimize patient triage by optimizing detection and classification of disease. And hopefully over this past series of talks, we've been able to really show you the state of the art of CT in terms of kidney evaluation, whether it was for CT angiography or CT urography, whether it was looking at tumors or inflammatory disease, and hopefully that indeed will help you. And with that, I wish you a good day.